Praise God, beloved, and welcome to Grateful for Love and to another study of God's Word from some of my favorite passages in the Bible. And today we're going to cover um, a very, I believe, um, timely passage coming from 1 Thessalonians chapter 4. That's 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verses 13 through 18. And I want to first begin by reading from the NIV. And these verses come up under the heading of saying, The Coming of the Lord. And verse 13 in the NIV says, Brothers, we do not want you to be ignorant about those who fall asleep or to grieve like the rest of men who have no hope. We believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will bring with Jesus those who have fallen asleep in him. According to the Lord's own word, we tell you that we who are still alive, who are left to the coming of the Lord, will certainly not precede those who have fallen asleep. For the Lord himself will come down from heaven with a loud command, with the voice of the archangel, and with the trumpet call of God. And the dead in Christ will rise first. After that, we who are still alive and are left will be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will be with the Lord forever. Therefore, encourage each other with these words. The coming of the Lord is a highlighted passage that I want to share with you in this episode. And to give you a little background of this book of First Thessalonians, we found out that Thessalonica was actually the capital city of the Roman province of Macedonia. And Paul had established a church there after he had left Philippi. And soon, however, there was opposition Uh, that came from the Jews who were jealous of Paul's success in preaching the Christian Christian message uh, among the non-Jews who had at one time had an interest in Judaism. And so now that they had uh, received uh, Christ as Lord and Savior, uh, there were Jews that were um, trying to get them to turn and to join with them in Judaism there was a a rift there, there was opposition there. And so uh, they began to uh, receive persecution, this new church did. And so uh, Paul ends up being forced to leave Thessalonica and go to Berea. But later on he receives, um, he reaches to Corinth rather, and he receives a message uh, from his companion Timothy who um, had shared with him about the situation at the church there in Thessalonica. And so Paul writes this letter to encourage them. Uh, as I said before, they were a new church, um, and they were still um, receiving quite a bit of opposition and harassment or persecution, if you will, because they had chosen Christianity over Judaism. And so Paul wanted to encourage them and to thank them Um, about the news that he had heard from Timothy about their taking a stand 
for Jesus. In spite of the persecution, he was commending them for their faith and for their love. And he reminded them of the kind of life that he had lived while he was there with them. And um, and that um, there were some questions that had risen up um, that he wanted to address uh, for them to understand about the return of Christ. And so the, one of the questions was, could a believer who died before Christ's return, could they still share in the eternal life that his return would bring? And so that's where these verses come up. So uh, just the idea of knowing that, and we know of people, we know of people personally who have um, chosen uh, to live for Jesus, who received him as their Lord and Savior, and for whatever reason they have already died. Uh, maybe by way of an illness, old age, accident, or what have you. And so these verses that I'm going to read uh, now again uh, will let us know that even though they may have died, when Christ returns, they will get and be able to join in and receive all of the excitement and the joy of Christ's return, uh, along with those who may still yet be alive on earth when Christ returns. It could be in our lifetime, we don't know. But the point is that everyone, every believer, whether they have died before or still yet living when Christ returns, will all come together as one to meet Christ and to be with him forever. Now let's read the same uh, series of passages, or verses rather, coming out of the open Bible. Uh, I'm still in chapter 4 of 1 Thessalonians chapter 4, verse 13 through 18. And this reads uh, under the heading of those who died in Christ. And it says, But we do not want you to be uninformed, brethren. So the word ignorant that was used means uninformed, uh, not being aware, not having uh, any knowledge of, and just not knowing. And so it says, We do not want you to be uninformed, brethren, about those who are asleep, that you may not grieve as do the rest who have no hope. And of course, all of us, when we have lost a loved one, someone who has been special to us, someone who has touched our lives in such significant ways, we grieve, we cry, we miss them. And that's only natural, and there's nothing wrong with that. But Paul wants uh, them to know, as well as us to know, is that even though we grieve, we don't grieve as someone in the world does who has no hope. And he's going to tell us why in these following verses. He says, For if we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will bring with him those who have fallen asleep in Jesus. For this we say to you by the word of the Lord, that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall not precede those who have fallen asleep. And so we know that um, in Second Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8, it says to be absent in the body is to be present with the Lord. So at the time when a person who dies in the Lord, their spirit goes immediately to be with the Lord. Although their body or the house that they once lived in, yes, is deposited in the ground. But in these verses here that we're reading now, in Thessalonians, let us know that when Christ returns, 
those who have died in the Lord, their spirits being already with the Lord, will come back with him. And they, in fact, will, as we are going to find out, will rejoin their bodies. They will, um, their spirits will reunite with their bodies. And these bodies are going to be changed, as will those who are still alive on the earth at that time. Their bodies will be changed and will be from corruptible now to incorruptible bodies that will never now get sick or know uh, pain, suffering, and so forth. All of those things are going to change instantly. And it says, um, 16 says, For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a shout, with the voice of the archangel and with the trumpet of God, and the dead in Christ shall rise first. So that's going to happen first. So the dead in Christ, the bodies of those who have died, will reunite with their spirit. They went immediately to be with the Lord once they did leave their body at the time of their death. And then it says in 17, Then we who are alive and remain shall be caught up together with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And thus we shall always be with the Lord. And so there's going to be a great reunion right there in the sky for uh, for those uh, who have died in the Lord and for those who are yet still living on earth will all be changed and come up together to meet Christ in the air and will always be forever with the Lord. And then verse 18 says, Therefore, comfort, comfort one another with these words. So we want to um, be able to look forward to this reunion, this great reunion, um, if you will, of those who have died in the Lord, that they will be joined back with new bodies that will no longer be um, a body that will suffer or will have any type of pain or discomfort. And those who are still living on earth that could be within our generation or not, we don't know for sure, but we do know that it's going to happen and that all of those who are to be with the Lord will be with the Lord from that point on and beyond forever, forever. Now, I want to also read the same passage coming from, uh, this is the Good News Translation. I want to read from um, this as well, beginning at verse 13. And it reads, um, let's see here, 13 says, our friends, we want you to know the truth about those who have died so that you will not be sad, as are those who have no hope. So sad from the standpoint of feeling hopeless, feeling lost, feeling so much pain about that person as if you will never see them again ever. That's the sadness that he's talking about here and the hopelessness that he's speaking of here. And this says, we believe that Jesus died and rose again. And so we believe that God will take back with Jesus those who have died believing in him. And when you think about it, for 
Jesus to be raised from the dead. He, he dying for the sins of every man, woman, boy, and girl. And he was raised from the dead. He will in no less ensure that those who die in him will also be raised from the dead. He will make sure of that. And then it says, what we are teaching you now, this is verse uh, 15. What we are teaching you now is the Lord's teaching. We who are alive on that day, the Lord comes, will not go ahead of those who have died. There will be the shout of command, the archangel's voice, the sound of God's trumpet, and the Lord himself will come down from heaven. Those who have died believing in Christ will not will now rise to life first. Then we who are living at that time will be gathered up along with them in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so we will always be with the Lord. So then encourage one another with these words. And I want to read again um, more thoroughly the cross-reference that I had coming from 2 Corinthians chapter 5, verse 8. But I want to back up and pull in verse 6 as well. So 2 Corinthians chapter 5 and let's begin with reading with verse 6 and it says therefore we are always confident and know that as long as we are at home in the body we are away from the Lord so as long as our spirit man that is the part of us that was made just like God our spirit man lives forever and will live forever somewhere And we get a chance to decide where that will be while we're here on earth living in bodies. And it says, verse 7 says, we live by faith, not by sight. We are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away from the body and at home with the Lord. So Paul, of course, is talking here and he's already talked about uh, our bodies being like earthly tents and so forth and uh but when when these bodies lie down to die we will go into new to a new eternal home or house in heaven not built by human hands and then it says so we make it our goal to please him back to seven we live by faith not by sight we are confident, I say, and would prefer to be away with the, and would prefer to be away from the body, and at home with the Lord. So, that is the part that I was mentioning before in terms of, um, of course, we know that we are spirit, soul, and body. The spirit is the part of us that was made in the image of God, because God is spirit, and so we are spirit as well. But we also have a soul and we live in a body. And so the body is a part of us that that um, 
is is our means of getting to and from and so forth in this natural earth realm. But at some point, um, should the Lord tarry, we will die. Meaning that the body that we're in, the house that we live in will die. And from that point forward, our spirit goes to be immediately with the Lord. But in these verses in Thessalonians, we find out that when Christ returns, then those of us who have died in the Lord will come back with him. So that's our spirits that were coming back with him. And we will join with our new bodies. And then those who are yet living on the earth when Christ returns, now we will all come together and meet Christ in the air. And so will we be be forever with the Lord, forever. And so let's read this also coming from the Amplified Translation. Uh, Let's see here. Verse 13 says, Now also we would not have you ignorant, brethren, about those who fall asleep in death, that you may not grieve for them, as the rest do who have no hope beyond the grave. 14. For since we believe that Jesus died and rose again, even so God will also bring with him through Jesus those who have fallen asleep in death. So here it's saying that God will also bring with him through Jesus those who have fallen asleep in death. For this we declare to you by the Lord's own word that we who are alive and remain until the coming of the Lord shall in no way proceed into his presence or have any advantage at all over those who have previously fallen asleep in him in death. For the Lord himself will descend from heaven with a loud cry of summons, with the shout of an archangel, and with the blast of the trumpet of God. And those who have departed this life in Christ will rise first. Then we, the living ones who remain on the earth, shall simultaneously be caught up along with the resurrected dead in the clouds to meet the Lord in the air. And so always through the eternity of the eternities, we shall be with the Lord. Therefore, comfort and encourage one another with these words. And I love how the Amplified makes a distinction of in saying how this will be done simultaneously at the same time where the dead in Christ, and he says, the resurrected dead. So just like Jesus was resurrected, those who have died in the Lord, their bodies too will be resurrected. Now, in the Passion Translation, I'd like to wrap up by reading it from this translation, beginning at verse 13. And it's under the heading of the appearing of the Lord. And it reads, Beloved brothers and sisters, we want you to be quite certain about the truth concerning those who have passed away so that you won't be overwhelmed with grief like many others who have no hope. And the part that stood out for me here was we want you to know the truth about what has happened to those 
who have passed away in the Lord because we don't want you to be overwhelmed. You're going to be you're going to be grievous. You're going to be grieved. You're going to feel sadness because this is a loved one. It may be a father, it may be a mother, it may be a sister, maybe a brother, a cousin, a niece, a nephew, a grandmother, a grandfather. It could be a best friend, it could be a classmate. It could be just a numerous of people that we will see and know to die in our lifetime. But if they died in the Lord, this is saying, then Paul does not want them, nor does he want us. And this is the Lord that is speaking to him to speak to us. That the Lord does not want us to be overwhelmed with grief. Like those who have loved ones to die who didn't die in the Lord. For those who died and that did not know Jesus for themselves as Lord and Savior. And so he is saying here, we don't want you to be overwhelmed with grief. Like many others who have no hope. Because then you don't have any hope. But that's not the case with you and I. And it says, for if we believe, and it tells you why. Why is it that we can have hope? Well, verse verse 14 tells us, for if we believe that Jesus died, and we believe that, I believe that, and rose again, if we believe that, I believe that, we also believe that God will bring with Jesus those who died while believing in him. And and to me, this, I'm so thankful to hear it stated this way because we don't know the last dying words of a person. Uh, no matter how they may have died by the hands of whatever, the last thing that they thought or said in reference to God. If they die believing in Him, then they are just as much a part of this as someone who lived for God 30 years, 40 years, 50 years. God does not count that against anyone. It is those who die while believing in him. And then it says in 15, this is the word of the Lord. So God is saying this. He is speaking here. We who are alive in him and remain until the Lord appears will by no means have an advantage over those who have already died, for both will rise together. So for those who are living when Christ returns, and sometimes when we hear the word rapture, and that's what this is talking about, but the word rapture is not really a word that you will find in the Bible per se, but the meaning of it is right here, the catching away. And so... uh, but there is no advantage to, to those who would be living at that time that Christ returns because God will make sure that we will all rise together. We will all rise together, both those who died believing in the Lord and those who will still yet be living on earth when Christ returns. And then 16 says, For the Lord himself will appear with a declaration of victory, the shout of an archangel and the trumpet blast of God, he will descend from the heavenly realm and command those, glory to God, and command those who are dead in Christ to rise first. 
And then the picture I had in my head was when Jesus commanded Lazarus to rise up. He had to call him by name because at his command, all the dead would have gotten up. But he said, Lazarus, come forth. And then it says, um, 17 says, Then we who are alive will join them, transported together in clouds to have an encounter with the Lord in the air. We will meet him there in the air. He's coming back for us. And we will be forever joined with the Lord. So encourage one another with these truths. So that's what I want to encourage each of you with, beloved, that God is coming back for each of us. That no one who wants to go with him will be left behind. No one who died believing in him will be left behind. And so we encourage you to know that God knows you. He knows you by name. He knows where you are. He knows where you will be on that day. But rest assured, as the word tells us here, that those who have already died and those who remain on the earth at that day, on that day, that we will all be joined together and we will have an encounter. We will meet the Lord in the air. And so we will forever be joined with God. Be encouraged. God bless you.